537 on KDKA as we check out Rick's reading list on this Monday afternoon. It uh, is a book by Geraldine Brooks, and Geraldine Brooks' book called Horse reached uh, just crazy levels of critical acclaim and has done so well for, I think, a lot of different reasons. I I can see why the, the critics were so positive about it. But as somebody who has owned horses for many years, it was also, to me, um, an interesting read because of our love of horses. So I had picked it up on my wife's recommendation. She had read it. She said, I think you would like it and uh, picked it up and went through it. And, and I did. I truly, truly enjoyed the book. The thing that is interesting about this, and I think that I don't want to say this has just sort of become um, expected with new releases these days, but it seems like every single thing that is coming out, and that's that's an exaggeration, many are using these double and triple timeline stories as a way to tell their story. And so this one is split up between three different sectors of history, American history, one of them being 1850s in Kentucky, when a young African-American enslaved groom named Jarrett and a young cult, a foal, formed a bond that basically would carry that horse to record-setting victories all across the South. A horse that was so special, and that even when the nation broke into civil war a few years later, it was a young artist who made his name on uh, on painting racehorses who formed a bond with Jared and ultimately ended up going off to fight in the war. And at one point in the midst of the war, he reunites the stallion with his groom. And it is so completely different from the glamorous days that they had spent together at racetracks as this horse was trying to win races. Part of the story also takes place in New York City in the 1950s with a woman by the name of Martha Jackson, who was a gallery owner and celebrated for taking risks on contemporary artists and painters. But she became obsessed with a 19th century equestrian oil painting, but she had absolutely no idea why it was speaking to her so powerfully. Also, in the year 2019, another timeline in this book, Horse, involves a woman named Jess, who was a scientist for the Smithsonian, and from her boyfriend, who is a Nigerian-American art historian, they find themselves connected through their shared interest in this same horse. One was studying the bones of the stallion for clues about how was it so powerful? How was it able to endure? Horse races back in the 1800s were many times four-mile races, 
whereas now many of them are half that length. So how could this horse have been able to run at the speeds that it did for the length of time that it did and is looking at the physiology of the bones that ended up in a storage room at the Smithsonian, whereas the other, the art historian boyfriend, was looking at it, trying to uncover from a discarded painting from across the street to try to understand what exactly was this piece of art why is it significant? Is it even significant? And what is the lost history of the unsung black grooms and the horsemen who were so critical to the racing success of those magnificent beasts? So you're dealing with the true story of the record-breaking horse who was Lexington, and in it, it also brings in art, it also brings in science, it also brings in culture, it brings in history, it brings in race, it brings in love and obsession, and so many different things, all because of horse. Now, the reason that horse is chosen as the title is that when the bones of this magnificent animal were found at the Smithsonian, it simply had the banner or the identification on it that it was horse, which anybody could see from the skeletal remains that it was a horse. But did you have any idea what horse it actually was? And young Jess did not until somebody from Great Britain had come and said, wait a second, this isn't just any horse. Do you realize what it is that you have? This is why I want to study these things. This is why I want to see these things. The thing about it is that I found myself uh, relating more to certain parts of the story than to others. I found myself really being locked into the portion of the story that was in the 1850s about the groom, Jared, who was taking care of this horse and racing the horse throughout Kentucky and then down to Louisiana and in other parts of the South as well. And then what ultimately ended up being one of the most successful stud horses that the industry had ever known because it turns out that the offspring of Lexington were powerfully successful and ultimately Jared realized Jared realized that the way that things were going in the United States even after the Civil War was not necessarily going to be best for him. And even though he had spent that time with this magnificent horse and it had taken him around the country and doing different things, ultimately he chose to live in Canada where he was able to vote. So you are dealing with Jess and Theo, a mixed race couple. You're dealing with Martha, who in the 1950s was looking at all of these things. You're dealing with all these different stories. The ending of the book is very hard to um, not understand, but it is, it's, it's hard to embrace because it is so difficult. But we are left to think about what is going on now, even though we had spent so much time thinking about 
what had happened with a character and a horse 170 years ago. And even though that horse is long gone, despite the fact that it remains in Lexington, Kentucky, at the uh, Museum of the Horse, it still gives you a lot of reasons to think. So if you're looking for something that is going to be maybe different from what you've read before, yes, there is a lot of social commentary in it. Yes, it does allow you to learn so many things about antebellum and reconstruction periods in uh, the American South. If you want to know more about what happens with racing and getting horses ready and why this particular groom was so special, Horse will do those things. But again, keep in mind that there are many social undertones to it. And if you're not interested in that, I would skip it. If it doesn't bother you and you're okay with it, then by all means, pick it up by Geraldine Brooks, her book called Horse. That's on Rick's reading list for this, the 12th day of February 2024.